I was like, you're outing where we live with your hat. But one, we don't live here. <laughs> Two, yeah. I think people already know. Yeah. Where outline is. <laughs> and so start the tears. I didn't study for this. This is four pages of notes. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not prepared. We had four pages the other day and it was 25 minute episodes. Yeah, so. but I have. You're going to have thoughts on so many thoughts already, and I don't even know why we're here, so. Welcome to an episode specifically written for Kelsey. It's queer halftime. Oh, okay. I'm so ready. Yeah. So I'm Becca. I use she, they. I'm Kelsey. I also use she, they. I feel so valued that you wrote a whole episode (laughs) just for me. It's going to be good. You're going to have so many thoughts. So... Last week, we talked about the queer purge in the Canadian Civil Service. Where was I? Uh, You were in a meeting. Oh. And by last week, I mean two days ago. Oh. Right. (laughs) Right. That's the one you asked me if I wanted to come to, and I said I couldn't. Oh, I missed a good one. Damn. It was just a little bite-sized one. Um, We learned that according to the RCMP, uh, people who drive white cars are gay. It's true. I drive a white car. You do actually. Drive I do a white drive car. a white car. You don't have a pinky ring, though. That was another one. Is pinky rings? Okay. Well, I do have a pinky ring, but my fingers swell too much, so it's not. Oh, I can't get okay. it on right now. But normally, okay. I do. Okay. Uh, tight pants are another one. No, I don't wear those. Yeah. So interesting. Some interesting super scientific criteria. Those her, are all the reasons that I'm gay. from our Mountie friends. Yeah. Has nothing so, to do with me lying in bed with a woman every night. It's all about what I wear on my pinky and the car I drive. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> love that. Okay. So yeah, we talked about that side of it. Now we're going to look at in the military. I love the military. <laughs> oh. I wonder if I can send this episode to my family. I mean, I probably. They would listen to it. Probably, probably not. I mean, you could send it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So... For much of its history, the Canadian military had a policy of punishing or purging queer members among their ranks. Uh, During the Cold War, the military increased its efforts to identify and remove suspected queer servicemen and women uh, due to concerns of blackmail and national security. So, yeah, last episode we talked about how, like, communists and queer people were, like, conflated. Mm -hmm. um, And because they could be blackmailed because it was, you know, illegal and super embarrassing to be queer, Mm -hmm. um, they were susceptible to blackmail. Right, and all because somebody already fucked up. This is all because of the KGB infiltration. You already messed up. You just had nobody to blame. Yeah. So you blame the gays. Well, guess what? You already fucked up. They already got to you, straighties. (laughs) The call's coming from inside the house. Yeah, like... (laughs) (laughs) We made a really big mistake, but we should probably blame the people that aren't us. Well, and it's like, you know, a really good way to deal with this would be for it to not be illegal and shameful to be queer. Um, And then you wouldn't have to worry about all these people getting blackmailed. And you could still, you know, keep these super qualified people who've been in their jobs with like foreign affairs or whatever for, you know, ages. Um, And I think over time, we've all learned that the Russians aren't going to do what the Russians are going to do. So like, I don't know what you... Like, you can try, but it means they'll figure it out, you know? Performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, like, they're just going to do their thing. Fucking so... Deciding that <laughs> land is just yours right? now. So, and that's the thing. Be it so Georgia, it's like, Ukraine, anything. Being like, we should censor the pe- our own people. 
so that Russia doesn't do their shit is just so and we, and we say that like Russia's gonna do what Russia does but really it's been Putin for like 20 some years literally like <laughs> it was happening and it was him being like oh. that man has been either prime minister or president for like most of my life yeah well and mine obviously yeah so yeah and yeah Russia's gonna do what Russia's gonna we love you Russia but we love the Russian people. we love people but like you're they're gonna do what they're gonna do so like weird way to try to control like just an unhinged teenage we do boy. we do have one i think listener in moscow so and we love you you're so, great. i hope you're hope safe, you're safe. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> good yeah. uh so they're policing the queers in yeah. the military yeah so one of these so one example of this was the naval naval the naval discipline act um, which was passed in Britain in 1866, and because we were a British colony, was Canadian law as well until about 1944. That um, basically said men found guilty of sodomy or indecent assault uh, would be imprisoned or otherwise punished, including hard labor. Why can't I get anybody convicted of indecent assault put in prison this year? Like, people get away with it, like, because indecent assault means consensual gay sex, Kelsey. In- okay. <laughs> Well, that's an oversight for sure. Yeah. Like, people do what they consider decent assault and they don't go to fucking prison. So, yeah, indecent assault was vaguely defined um, and often applied to sexual acts between men, um, even if they were consensual. Um, And that wasn't just, like, sodomy. It was, like, basically anything sexual that two men can do. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So what about women? So we talked last time about how the like anti-gay sex stuff wasn't really applied to women until like the cold war Mm -hmm. um because before then if you were getting real close with your gal pal you would get married off to some random dude (laughs) interesting right um it was (sighs) also could be severe consequences but in a very different way Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because, like, even nowadays, like, when you talk about, like, traveling as a queer person, yeah, like, my partner and I, as femme-presenting assigned female at birth people, have, can travel to different places than yeah. queer men, right? So it's, like, interesting that that's kind of... Because it was, it's the whole state. thing, and, like, we've seen it for, you know, centuries of, like, you know, men have to be kept in line through mm-hmm. the use of, like, imprisonment and punishment and, like, threats of violence, um whereas women it's more control mm. like for your own good on like kind of a more subtle yeah level um although i did just finish um white tears brown scars mm. which was a really really good book um that kind of put into words a lot of things that i'd kind of interesting noticed that i'd heard talked about but it was yeah basically the history of white women tears mm. being used against women of color oh i'm gonna read the it's, shit out it's of that really book good. it's really good oh yeah yeah <laughs> like in a like yeah way. yeah um yeah total tangent but i anyway. love this <laughs> this is why this episode is going to be way longer than 25 minutes there you go uh so during the second world war individuals had to pass a medical exam in order to enlist in the armed forces which we were talking the other day if there's a world war three my brother and i are probably safe from being conscripted because of health issues mm-hmm. unless they get really desperate for like cannon fodder yeah i'm too mentally unwell for them to want me so yeah, yeah. also you're trans <laughs> yeah love that i think we also have a really good case for conscientious objectors 
uh, yeah, like I'm probably going to turn around and shoot. Like this is going to be friendly fire. <laughs> That's not like, conscientious of I don't know what it means, but it sounds like. But it's I... like, so like Muhammad Ali didn't get conscripted because he was a pacifist, right? And you can't just go to the conscription office and be like, yo, I'm a pacifist or I'm against this for, you know, whatever mm-hmm. reasons. Like you have to have a demonstrated history of like, Fuck right? Police. I think mm-hmm. I've been very clear about my anti-war stance mm-hmm. throughout my. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I'm saying like, same. So also, if you put me there. Flat feet or eyesight yeah a lot if of you put me in the war Yay. i would definitely turn around and fight for somebody else probably yeah and for that i would mean myself i would fight for the right to party oh my god i also really love and by love i mean find it fucking hilariously hypocritical um all these like republican dudes calling out democrats for being draft dodgers when they themselves are also draft dodgers it's like yes clinton was a draft dodger but so were you yeah like oh i hate the fucking bone spurs sure bud so uh do you want to hear about these medical exams oh do i ever so they use a classification system um called Holhams. i don't know it stood for physique upper body lower body and locomotion hearing eyesight mental status and emotional stability Mm. (laughs) i have none of those things yeah (laughs) Uh, so all these um, were used to assess people. Um, each category was scaled one to five, uh, with five being bad. If you got a five, Sucks. you were completely unfit for service. <laughs> nice. So gay men mm-hmm. were classified as psychopathic personalities, along with chronic delinquents, chronic alcoholics, and drug addicts. But the people that are standing in line begging to wield a gun are, are like, yeah. the I mean, best. I'll give them this. The Second World War is probably one of the very few in history where I'm like, yeah, no, there was a good reason for that. Oh, really? Well, like for us. Oh, for us to want to get guns. Well, for us to want to go to war oh. because of the atrocity. I was happening. like, there was a good reason for discrimination. No. <laughs> you were like, save the gays. No. Don't let them die. Like, that makes yeah. sense. The Second World War, given what was happening, like the First World War was a fucking travesty. Yeah. There was no reason. It was a couple cousins fighting and then throwing young men at each other. Yeah. And like entire towns like were wiped out, like here in Canada, because they would put all of the young men from a town into one unit. Mm-hmm. So you were fighting next to like the guy dating your sister and mm-hmm. your best buddy since you were four. And like, so you were like deeply loyal to each other. Um, and also because if you all died, your town would basically die out. Um, which is how Canadians became the inspiration for so much of the Geneva convention. That's so fucking Nobody, nobody does war crimes like Canadians. Things you don't know about your own country. I mean, well, I mean, think about it. They were farmers, hunters, fur trappers, Mm -hmm. and they just used their um, knowledge of hunting and trapping and turned it on to human beings. The bits about improvised explosive devices and animal combatants, a lot of that's about Canadians. This is just a journey. (laughs) Do you want to hear something fucking diabolical? (laughs) I mean, as opposed to everything else I've heard so far today. So Canadians had better rations than the Germans. Okay. So when they were in the trenches, they would throw rations over into the German trench and they would develop like a Pavlovian response to dive for this before anybody else could get it. Right? So once they had the Germans trained to dive at the thing- metal things that they were throwing into their trenches, they threw grenades. Oh. 
Yeah. And it was just awful. <laughs> yeah. So no, no good guys in World War One. Okay. Um, that was just yeah. A couple cousins decided they didn't. They were mad at each other. And grandma was dead, so she couldn't care. <laughs> well, she couldn't try to yeah get them to talk to each other. We just all need a nice healing circle. Is <laughs> why, yeah, the whole royals interbreeding. I mean, is a problem on so many levels, but this was a big one because all of the countries were led by Queen Victoria's fucking grandkids who got in a big fight and were oh. like, we're going to kill an entire generation of people. We had a big fight in my family and you just don't talk for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, you don't fucking tear apart all of Europe and gas people. Yeah, I can't imagine actually like putting so much effort into yeah. a family argument. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least rich people died as well as poor people. Eat the rich. Um, because they were all thought of war as still like the like 1800s like gentlemen and like mm. on horseback. Like the cavalry guys mm-hmm. were all like nobility mm. and they got uh, killed right away. Sometimes the trash takes itself out. Yeah. This is a whole yeah. This is a whole episode. We're on paragraph three, my friends. This is a journey. <laughs> out of four pages um yeah so basically being gay automatically gave you a five rating Mm. um gay men were also thought to lack truthfulness decency responsibility and consideration uh and were considered a threat to military authority and general troop morale they were regarded as medically unfit for service anywhere in any capacity meanwhile in world war ii like there were so many lesbians to the point where they tried to figure out how many lesbians there were. And the woman the president hired to lead this was like, well, my name's going to be at the top of that list. And then the other woman who was his secretary yeah. was like, yeah, me too, bud. And he was like, all right, let's scrap that. The lesbians can stay. <laughs> we're going to have no fucking nurses. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> Gays rule the world. Rule, not rule. I mean, maybe rule. Maybe. Rue. Who knows? <laughs> So this was also used to target men that were already serving um, in the forces. So some officers were court-martialed and discharged for behaving in a scandalous manner. Mm-hmm. Um, the act also applied to lower ranks of soldiers who have convicted of disgraceful conduct of an unnatural kind, uh, faced a range of penalties, including discharge and imprisonment with hard labor. At the time, homosexual offenses did not apply to women in the military. Because again, women weren't really... They didn't want you around corrupting the straight girls, but they also weren't going to send you to prison. Because because then you wouldn't be able to make the gay porn they're all watching. Well, and female <laughs> sexuality was considered very differently. Like, yeah. like, the gay men were inherently threatening, whereas the lesbians were like, you're just confused and need to be married to some asshole. I'm confused, but not because of that. I <laughs> so know. Like, A lot of things are confusing to me, but it's just because I swear to God I'm getting stupider. Yeah. The least confusing thing to me is my sexuality, actually. Yeah. No, gender. Fuck. (laughs) So, um, one really fun part. uh, So, when the soldier's guilt was being assessed, um, the degree of their homosexuality was taken into consideration. uh, For So, basically, this meant, like, a true homosexual was a man who exclusively had sex with other men, um, (laughs) which was different than a man who like only looked for an outlet when women were unavailable okay again by supremacy 
I'm like, <laughs> uh, so when are women unavailable? I mean, when you're in, I guess a when trench. you're in the military. Yes. Yeah. Well, no. I guess they're all lesbians. Well, so no, there were of- there were women in like trenches. Though. Oh well. no. Are you kidding? Women are delicate flowers. They're not going to put them in a trench. Oh my god! So their feet can rot. So it's like only when you're dying in a trench. If you only have sex with men when you're dying, and then in a you trench. can have weird, like, sexually charged relationships with your like. But how do they figure that out arms. if they're judging that before they go to war? Well, so because some of it was before they go to war, and some of it was during. Because oh. that's where they get into the court martials and the. Oh, so they were like watching. Them yeah, always watching. <laughs> Like that is violating. If you are, if I mean, to be fair, not much to do in a trench, except if you are watching. Although, okay, so I don't know if you ever watched the the show Blackadder. Um, no, it was like Hugh Laurie and Rowan Atkinson and Stephen Fry, and like I'm not good with people, but um, a bunch of like British, like older comedians. Okay, um, some cooler people than others. But they had a bit where they were in like the trenches mm-hmm. during the World War, and one of them had like written his name on a bullet and kept it in his pocket because they're always like, "Oh, one day there's gonna be a bullet with your name on it," and he's like, "Yeah, I got it right here. I'm never fucking dying." <laughs> I love that. Nice. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, so okay, so to answer your question, during the war, um. Knowledge of a soldier's sexuality did not always lead to court-martial proceedings or the removal from duty. Um, depending on the unit, sometimes gay men were accepted fairly openly. Um, it de- I'm sorry. It depended kind of on the perceived threat, uh, the manpower needs, and the attitudes of like individual commanding officers and MPs. This is such an like one extreme to the next. Yeah. You're either, like, we either are so thrilled you're gay that we don't care, or we're so pissed about it well, it's, that you can't it's even thrilled. work. It's like, I need people to operate these fucking guns, and I don't give a shit if you want to, like, what you want to do. What you do in your spare time. I just need you like, to, yeah, listen to orders. But, like, I mean, that's where you get all the pictures of, like, the, have you seen those pictures of, like, the drag performances? Mm-hmm. So, like, there's all these young soldiers in dresses operating, like, yeah, cannons, like, big yeah. guns because their drag show got interrupted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, as late as 1978, um, Prime Minister Trudeau defended military policy uh, and referring to concerns about, again, blackmail, security. Just clarity for the young and yeah, Trudeau Senior. Yeah, we're not talking about Justin. We're talking about his dad. <laughs> <laughs> for a minute, I was like, wow, he looks young for his age. No. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so in 1982, military policy was clarified to say that queer people were not allowed in the Canadian forces as their presence could cause interpersonal conflict, which is literally just happens when you have people around. In 1982? Yep. Uh, affecting morale and potentially having a detrimental effect on operational efficiency. Because they're so busy being gay, they can't be efficient in their killing people. 1982. Yeah. Which is when we're doing all our peacekeeping. Mm-hmm. It's also when, like, people are parents' age. 
join the military. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they would have been about 18 years old. Yep. That's when my parents joined the military. It was probably 1982. Yeah. On the dot for my mother because she was born in 64. Yeah. So. Yeah. My dad would have been like mid 80s. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh... <laughs> okay. okay. We're back. We're briefly interrupted by the Terrence. That runs. That runs. <laughs> so, mid 1980s. Right. The military policy towards queer people softened the tediest bit. So people had to consent to being discharged because of their sexuality. And like consent is used in an interesting way here because they were like wildly harassed if they did it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, those who refused could remain but faced like major career limitations. Mm. And even so they continued their purge, which brings us to our friend, Michelle Douglas. I know who that is. You do? Yes. Okay. So, born December 30th, 1963 in Ottawa, she began her career with the Canadian military in 1986. So, she spent about two years as a second lieutenant before being asked to join the Special Investigation Unit as an officer, making her one of the first female officers to do so. The SIU investigated criminal behavior in the military, which included... Not only allegations of spying, but also allegations of gayness. Allegations of gayness. Yeah. So, like, people doing criminal stuff, war crimes, spying, having a crush on another dude. Mm. All equivalent things. All very, very similar. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the term, be gay, do crime. Yeah. So... Douglas, because we were talking about her, I'm sure you can guess, was a lesbian. I guess is a lesbian. She's still very much alive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know why I used past tense. Um, She took the SIU posting and decided to hide her private life uh, and recalls during that time, I was so afraid. I just wanted to do my job, but none of that mattered. Um, Unbeknownst to her, the SIU had begun to investigate her in May of 1988 because of a close relationship she had with a suspected lesbian. So she has this job, and they're like, joke's on you, we're actually investigating you. Rot row. Rot row. So in July, Douglas's supervisor told her they were flying to Ottawa for an investigation. Um, I'm sorry, I have to leave to be investigated? Well, because they uh, wanted to get her into a sketchy hotel room to interrogate her. Oh, fair. So, yeah. She thought she was going to investigate another person oh yeah no, no no so like they were like oh yeah we're gonna go to ottawa and investigate this other person jokes on you we're going to a sketchy hotel oh room. wow so there she was interrogated about her sexual orientation by male officers for two days Cute. super cute uh her interrogation was taped without her knowledge and she was not provided access to legal counsel because obviously <laughs> why do you need it this is the military <laughs> yeah well i mean if you're not guilty yeah, you have nothing, to, which is such a fucking predatory. Always ask for a lawyer. No, no, no. Don't ask for a lawyer. Demand. Say you're invoking your right to legal counsel. They will fuck around with your words. There. Yeah. Say that. <laughs> there Always. are things you can Google about, like the very specific wording to use so that they can't fuck around. Because otherwise, it's like, you know, if you say, I want a lawyer, they'll be like, yo, everybody wants a lawyer. Like, oh my gosh yeah anyway 
fun shit. <laughs> so she denied being a lesbian and initially refused to take a lie detector test um, because she thought it would end her military career. Also, like, I love the reliance on lie detectors, but I guess it was the 80s, so we still thought they worked. Uh, so she did return to work. Good. After these multiple days. Well, well, like, I'm like, great, but also... So, um, the incredible hostility in the office led Douglas to take a lie detector test. Um, but before the test could be administered, she admitted she was a lesbian. She refused to name other gays and lesbians in the military when asked. Because like we mentioned last week, it's like a witch trial, right? So not only do you, like, things will be easier for you in a way if you admit your guilt, but also out other people right mm-hmm. it's the same with the witches it's like just say you're a witch and we won't fucking kill you also who are all the other witches mm-hmm. we know you know other ones and if you don't name names we're gonna think you're lying oh my gosh have you do you ever have that moment where you're like i would be so problematic <laughs> like a lot of years ago because i am both gay and a witch you know <laughs> like people today think i'm a witch you know how many people accuse me of being the antichrist in high school i don't know because i stopped counting yeah also they have a deep confusion of what the antichrist actually was um it's really funny because like the whole antichrist thing is like he'll unite the world without borders Mm -hmm. and like yeah shit will get better for people but because it's not being done by a christian it's bad yeah also, the whole outing, um, other gay people, there was this really fucking funny thing. I think it was the American military where they had heard a lot about Friends of Dorothy, right? For those of you who might oh, be this is so a little young, funny. Friends of Dorothy was like a term for gay men. Like, oh, he's a friend of Dorothy. Like, It was like when it wasn't safe to be gay. Yeah. Yeah, it was like that kind of subtle. Yeah, so they were like, who the fuck is this Dorothy <laughs> chick who knows all the gay people we need to find her? So they were actually looking for like, and for those of you again, who are young, Dorothy means like Dorothy from the wizard of Oz, like little girl from Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> because Judy Garland was like very like much an ally and like doing a lot of activism. Yeah. Right. So yeah, they were looking for the movie character which I just find so freaking funny because I think that shows like even today how fucking incompetent well even today like people are always like oh you're gay you must know and it's like no no this is is not like a pipeline and also like how deliriously outraged they get to the point where they can't actually think rationally because they're so focused on finding right well it's the same like like this is ridiculous on its face this is ridiculous yeah right and yet they are so like consumed by it it's the same with like the people who go to the drag story times and are like parents don't even know what are happening in there it's like you can see through the window that there are parents <laughs> sitting with their children i know you can see them yeah but you're so angry that you yes can't see through. that you're denying actual reality yeah so anyway <laughs> um yeah, so any military service members who were discovered to be, you know, queer can no longer receive training, promotions, pay raises, or security clearance. Um, so basically you could keep your job in name only, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, yeah, you're pretty stuck. So after her admission, Douglas was moved to a less sensitive job and her top secret security clearance was revoked. Uh, and this was in 1989. 
The next month, she was informed she was being discharged because she was not advantageously employable due to homosexuality. <laughs> like, we can't promote you, um, and you can't do your job, so bye. Because you're gay. Yeah. I wonder and, if she got EI for that. Well. I hope so. We're getting there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she accepted her discharge, uh, oddly enough, in June 1989, nice. ending her military career after less than three years. Pride month. After her dismissal, uh, she attended a lecture about gay rights by Sven Robinson, who we talked about briefly in the marriage equality episode. Uh, he was the first openly gay member of parliament. So after the talk, Douglas uh, went up and talked to Robinson, who was aware of the military's discrimination and had been looking for someone to basically be the face yeah. of a court case. And she agreed. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. So a couple months later, she submitted an official complaint against the military to the Security Intelligence Review Committee, uh, which was an external review organization. And the next year, the committee recommended that Douglas's dismissal was unfair, that her security clearance and position should be reinstated. However, the military refused to do so. Yeah, of course they did. Because of course. So now, fast forward a couple months to January of 1990. Douglas launched a lawsuit against the military for compensation over her dismissal and to challenge its discriminatory policy. So it took nearly three years to settle. This lawsuit was the first of five similar cases. Uh, In 1992, she said, this is simply, or this is not simply for me. It's for the people who are still in the Canadian armed forces. Mm -hmm. And for those who never had the chance to take this to court, there's no question. There are still people being harmed by this policy. And for them, it is critically important that we get a change now. Yeah. Yeah. So 1992, October, the day of Douglas's trial, the military settled out of court, as they so often do. Yeah. She was awarded 100000 uh, and the military formally ended its discrimination against gays and lesbians. Also, as part of the settlement, the Federal Court of Canada issued an order that the military's uh, policy, sec- policy violated Section 15 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which we have talked about before. Mm-hmm. Section 15 states that every individual is equal before and under the law and has the right to equal protection and equal benefit of the law without discrimination and in particular without discrimination based on race, national or ethnic origin, color, religion, sex, age, or mental or physical disability. And these grounds have been expanded. There's, Mm -hmm. I think, 13 grounds now that you cannot discriminate against, um, which also includes like family status. So like women who get pregnant um, or like potentially might get pregnant can't be denied promotions because oh they're gonna just need maternity leave and they're just gonna go have babies yeah so we'll promote a man that's bad Supreme Court says that's bad (laughs) (laughs) so basically the court decided that the language in section 15 was open-ended and could therefore be interpreted as providing protection against uh discrimination on the basis of sexuality yeah After reversing its stance, the military reinstated positions and removed career restrictions uh, for those who had been discharged or discriminated against. It also took measures to tackle the discrimination within the ranks by providing sensitivity training uh, and ensuring members adhered to court rulings. Uh, If you've been paying attention to certain current events over the last few years with the Canadian military, uh, the sensitivity training (laughs) wasn't super effective. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of issues around gender we're not going to get into it yeah (laughs) so this is so this one is actually justin trudeau this is trudeau jr uh 
I know this one. I love calling a man as old enough to be my father, Junior. It's very funny. <laughs> in November 2017, Junior formally apologized for the military's queer purge, and the Canadian government agreed to a $145 million settlement, uh, which included $110 million for compensation for civil servants affected by the purge, and $15 million for historical reconciliation, education, and memorialization efforts. This was part of his, like, string of crocodile tear apologies yeah which was like his favorite thing to do which was so interesting because this one for some reason didn't really make it onto the news no like you had to like search for this because well, like, nobody gives a shit about i was yeah queer in 2017 did not know this happened i had cable yeah. i watched <laughs> the news cable. i'm not even kidding i had cable and i watched the news and i did not know that this happened until i started yeah really really digging into the queer yeah. perch uh yeah so after her successful lawsuit michelle douglas worked towards equal treatment of the queer community she was the founding founding president of the foundation for equal families a canadian organization that sought to achieve equality for same-sex relationships yeah just did like a ton of activism um she was a member of the advisory board for the sexual diversity studies program at u of t um u of university of toronto for our non-canadian friends Mm -hmm. Uh, September 2019, she became the executive director of the LGBT Purge Fund. In 2018, she reflected that this was the life I'd not actually imagined for myself. I thought I'd be an officer in the Canadian Armed Forces, but frankly, experiencing discrimination changed me a lot. Wow. Yeah. What a journey. What a journey indeed. (laughs) Oh, it's so like... I'm blaming the Canadian military for ruining my life. <laughs> we know. <laughs> like, I was born into the Canadian military. Yeah. Like, my parents were posted when I was born. Like, not posted overseas, but like yeah, posted yeah. to a different part of Canada. Yeah. When I was born. And yeah, it's... They definitely were in the military. Yeah. Well, so... Around that time. Well, yeah. during that time. The sensitivity training wouldn't have happened until you were... Yeah, like... Yeah. Long. Well gone my mom retired from it when i was pretty young but my dad stayed in for quite some time and then retired after 20 years so he would have definitely gone in in like 82 to 80 like 80 to 82 yeah and he definitely came out like early 2000s so like this all was happening which like yeah i don't have a relationship with my father my stepmom is also i mean she wasn't like enlisted but she was like a reserve and she yeah like I just I don't have a good relationship with that side of my family at all and I 100% blame it on the fact that I'm a queer person and the fact that they are yeah fucking military even so like sensitivity training right which like is so flawed in so many ways like you can't use like diversity equity inclusion training as a punishment like people have to go willingly because otherwise they're gonna just dig their heels in Mm -hmm. and be like these woke mob which like fucking right-wing assholes stole the word woke from african-american vernacular english as they do with so many things but yeah because they'll just dig their heels in and be like no this is yeah you know it's just it's not effective it makes things worse Mm -hmm. like it's there were so many better ways to go about this there were so many better ways to go about like everything i mean yeah they shouldn't have it should have been a thing in the first place but (laughs) like yeah i mean exciting that michelle got to go to a hotel room to get tortured versus all of the people that had to go to like a shack in the woods 
and get strapped to a chair. I will say I'm like where I'm trying to find the strength. She she doesn't say she was tortured. Oh. She was just interrogated in a hotel room for two days. Um however, there's a really good it's not a heritage minute, but there's a like there's a similar vein mm-hmm. of things like that. Um where she talks about her experience. Interesting. And it's very, very good. You should look it up. Interesting. Good shit. Any final thoughts? I hate the military. <laughs> Cool. Have a core joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I don't have any joy right this very. No, you go no, no, first. Pom-poms. What's your queer joy? Were you excited? You joy first. I know, oh. but now I'm not sure if I'm going to get to be able to go there because I might have to do a hate. <laughs> no, I know I have to do the hate crime. I like that you trailed off for things, so it just sounds like I might have to do a hate crime. Oh, no, I might have to do a hate crime. What more? Meeting group or something. Yeah, yeah. Know. No, it's all good. Um, I got a fun. Yeah, I really like that. I was looking at that today with Nos, like the Nosferatu. Yeah. Um. So that was fun. Our pride planning is going really well. Mm -hmm. It's starting to slowly look like spring. Hooray! Hooray! Hurrah! We had baby chicks at group the other day. That was fun. So that was really fun. Um. And the kids were so zen and serene and quiet mm-hmm. um and they were naming these tiny baby chicks things like nuclear reactor and c4 and gonathan and gonathan yeah and i was a like big fan of gonathan. random shit like yeah so that was milk shit joy. yeah <laughs> it's like that my queer joy is the, the range is the range of youth we get in our groups because we have things like c4 which is i'm pretty sure a type of bomb <laughs> yeah no it's plastic explosive um and then we have milkshake yeah and peaches and, and then like, we have like things like piss stains so like you know like i fully thought types that that you. one was clonopin oh but no, no. i clarified it it's gonathan gonathan which i'm like i don't get it but okay yeah but like yeah that's you <laughs> and the best part about that is all of these kids that were there naming like all of these this range of youth were all in the same little social circle yeah no they were sitting all sitting together. around with little chicks that were like fast asleep in their hands and like there were a couple that fully reverted to being eight years old yeah like yeah, there's something super special when you get yeah. youth and animals. I, I pointed out because a lot of them were using like boy names and he him, and I pointed out that a lot of them were probably girls, and then that meant that one kid started referring to his chick as trans because we thought it was a boy, but it's actually a girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's yours. Uh, my queer joy is definitely the youths. Yeah, and it's easter weekend so i do love a long weekend it's supposed to be 20 degrees this weekend what the fuck on sunday it's supposed to be like 19 degrees go off climate i know (laughs) yeah so i'm really excited about that you know what else i'm really excited about Mm -hmm. um our garden plot yes yeah so shout out to the heritage i can't even remember what they're called musee heritage yeah or whatever here in st albert the heritage museum foundation yeah I will will find a better name to choke them out. Um, for they're letting us have a garden plot, so we're gonna grow. I think that was mine. Fruits and vegetables. Fruit joy from last week, and like it's so, exciting. it's fucking it's twelve by twelve, and like we're That's gonna huge. yeah, and we're gonna grow all these things, and then we're gonna eat them at the end of the year. Yeah, we're gonna get all of the like volunteers who helped. Um, we're gonna do like a little yeah dinner thing. I think it'll be really fun. I'm they so can excited. take stuff home. Yeah. 
Um, that's my career drive. Yeah, because we always, I always grow way more than I can possibly eat. So Same. I feel like we'll probably have to donate some of it. Which is great. Which, which I'm not against. Because the St. Albert Food Bank can always use I mean, the food bank has helped us so much. I, yeah, yeah I think we should also shout out to the food bank. A little giving back. Hey, Susan. We should bring Susan on for an episode. We should. Anyways. Anyway. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Be kind to yourself and others. See you next week. Bye.